Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. It's that time. Once again, we're back in Joe I am Ben Reza. You may not know who this guy is. You know, he wasn't here last week. Back in business, Tim Frank, fantasy golf man. Just in time to talk a little WGC match play. We're going to get to it. All sorts of shenanigans. But first, welcome back. Uh, you look a little under the weather. How are you feeling there, kid? I lost my voice a little bit yelling at the television, but um, I'm good. I'm going to play through it here for one of my favorite events. I know the, the match play gets a lot of crap. Uh, I love it personally, um, especially for DFS. I think it brings in a lot of things that we don't normally talk about. So I, it's an interesting event, but I, I'm a fan of the match play. I actually am too. It can be frustrating, but it, it's just di- anytime with golf, if you're going to give me different, I'm in like, I, we need to, I really would. And no one's ever going to agree with this. If they made a major match play, one of the majors, I wouldn't say that's crazy. I think it's a cool thing. It's a different feel. Uh, I'm into it. But before we dive into that, we're going to talk about the Honda. We're also going to talk about our friends at Monkey Knife Fight, who are sponsoring the show today, and we appreciate that. If you guys haven't aren't familiar, player props-based contests. They're easy to play, not a huge time commitment, and that's one of the big differences between them and the other sites. And they have every sport, NBA, UFC, PGA, eSports, soccer. So you have a lot of variety over there. Go over to monkeyknifefight.com, choose what game you want to play, your contest type, your buy-in level, all the regular things. And when you get over there, use the promo code AWESOMO. Get an instant first match deposit bonus up to $50. Sign up today. Chat, it's good to see you guys. Let's hit the like button. Let's get this started on the right foot here. Did you watch the Honda? I did not see much of it. Uh, I didn't see too much of it, a little bit. Matt Jones, Thursday, ridiculous, ridiculous round. That was insane. And, you know, he was trending kind of in the right direction all year, had some good ball striking numbers, had been playing well. I mean, I I didn't expect that performance. But, yeah, the the 61 was insane at that event. I I love that course. I love that event. It's kind of a shame uh, that the the field has gotten kind of weaker and weaker um, over the years, but, uh, it, it, that's a, that's a really cool course. I, I like it. I like tough courses. I like a lot of carnage, a lot of blow up potential. Uh, it's a good event. And yeah, Matt Jones was, was really good. Not sure where Brandon Hagee came from as the runner up that, uh, was like out of the clouds completely. Truly didn't know he was in the tournament until the weekend, uh, him and Chase Seifert, but listen, that's what you get in Florida. It's a weak field. Well, you know, that's nothing to really dive into. We shift our focus here. Got a lot to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna breeze through this. So let's get to it. Pretty simple. You all been doing March Madness. It's the same thing. We've got sixty four guys, bracket style. So it's kind of like World Cup meets NCAA basketball. What we do, we have sixteen groups of four players. You play everyone in your group once. So you're gonna play three matches. Whoever has the best in match play in terms of record moves on. So one person will win each group. That's gonna leave us sixteen players. Pretty simple. 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 to 1. If you get in the top four, you also play a consolation match if you lose. So the final four guys get the most amount of matches. But let's talk about Austin Country Club here, Tim. We've seen this event. We didn't see it last year. I believe 2019 was the last version. But this is a course we have some history with. Yeah, four years they've held the match play here. Uh, it's a 7,100-yard par 71 Pete Dye course. Um 
You know, it's hard to get uh, like a course fit just looking at the winners uh, of a match play event because it's such a different style of an, of an event. Um, but it's like we've had DJ win here. We've had Bubba win here. Uh, we've had Kisner win here. We'd have Day win here. So it's kind of like a good mix. Kisner actually a first and a second, which is, you know, what you would expect at a, at a PTI course, especially 7,100 yards. Most of his uh, courses, if you think about Harbortown, uh, think about Sawgrass, you know, a little bit more of an emphasis on accuracy. Although I would say this week, the format of match play itself, probably bigger emphasis on distance and being aggressive. So I guess some of that is kind of kind of offset. Um, but but it's definitely it's not a course itself that I think really lends itself to one style or the other. But I do think just it being a match play event, definitely uh, bombers have an advantage just because of the style uh, of uh, or the format this week. Just being aggressive, being long off the tee is important in match play. Yeah. So that's one thing I kind of was thinking about before the show and just trying to conceptually grasp the with match play. It's very, you know, for people who may be unfamiliar, it's very binary. You either win tie or lose the hole if you hit it in the water okay you're probably going to lose the hole but that's the same as birdieing the hole and the other guy eagles it uh it's just a lost hole so you're not punished for really really aggressive plays you're not punished for blow up holes and you kind of want some volatility in your guy because the the goal is to win as many holes as possible um in a lot of ways so that's something i've been thinking about kind of figuring how how can we attack that? You don't want to be super crazy, but that's what we're going to have to find. The other thing, Tim, and we'll talk about it when we get to the groups, building is extremely difficult. I mean, you click in a DJ or a ROM, you're going to have to find someone that you think can win a group that is not the favorite. Yeah, it's it's a chore to make lineups. I think it's fun, but I only make a couple lineups. So uh, the more you make, I, I it, it can be tedious. And there's been a lot of speculation on like, what's the right route to go, you know, this week, like how much does it matter if you have guys that are playing each other? Like how much do you want to avoid it? I personally only making a couple lineups. I want to give myself a shot to have six of the final eight for the final four. And now the odds of that happening, we've gone over this are very, very minuscule, but I believe in the event of you're making just a couple lineups, like I think you have to give yourself that chance, like to, have guys if they're going to meet like you want it to be as far down the line as possible like you definitely don't want to pick two guys from the same group like you want to avoid that for sure and then after that I think it's up for debate I want to give myself as many outs as possible and that's something that we never really think about uh you never have to think about in in any other week is like you know we don't want guys playing each other uh until later on we don't want to pick guys from the same pod we have to you know, think about kind of like correlation and, and, and lineup building in a completely different way this week. No doubt about it. Like if you're trying a large field GPP, taking two guys from the same group is a recipe for a, a disaster. Um, you have to give yourself as many outs. Now, six of six, as we call it, is going to be, it is extremely difficult to get six guys out of the 16, but you have to shoot for it. And you're certainly trying to get you know, three of four, certainly, I mean, it's just like a NCA bracket in a lot of ways. You're trying to not lose those key guys that you think can make that, that run. Um, fortunately, we don't have to fill out the bracket. I built, I will say just to speak to this two years ago, I built like a hundred by hand and it caused lasting damage. So lean on the tools that we provide you there at Awesome. but let's get into it. We got a lot of groups. We're just going to kind of go through each group. We'll talk about it briefly and we'll move on. That's the best way to do it. So group one, they do it by seeding. You've got Dustin Johnson is the number one player and he is the favorite in group one. Easy group, Kevin Na, Bobby Mack, and Adam Long. So obviously, Tim, I'm assuming you think that DJ is the favorite. Is that a, a group A that you're going to go to DJ at 11,500 or do you just kind of pass on? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Is like, as we talk about these groups, it's like, we, we don't have to pick somebody out Not of every group. So you know, if you don't have a great feeling about it, like the total group can be a pass. This is a terrible group. I mean, DJ, obviously great, but even the last two events that he's played in the ball striking hasn't been good. Uh, He was 48th and 54th. The rest of the group uh, is terrible. So if I was playing anybody out of here, it would be DJ. I don't think this is a group where I see like, nah, Bobby Mack or long being like some sort of uh, dark horse or or a place that I want to go. 
to try and save salary. Um, and honestly, I'm not I'm not that thrilled with DJ. I you know I think it is an easy group, but in match play, even if you look, I mean, if you look at the odds to advance, I mean, he's minus one ten to advance, so he's really only a coin flip. I think it's pretty easy to look and say, well, it's a cakewalk. Um, but it's still like 50% for him to even advance out of this group. Um, so this is not a group I like. I'm not particularly in love with DJ just based on the way he's played the last two events. It, it's yeah. I mean, the line says it all Dustin Johnson and not, not to mention he's a coin flip to advance. He also puts tremendous strain on your other five guys that you're going to pick to advance. So it's a double-edged sword. There doesn't mean that I'm going to try you know, it's not, oh, is it going to be DJ or other? You don't get to choose other. You would have to choose the right guy of Kevin Na, Bobby Mack, and Adam Long. For me, that's a recipe for disaster. I may not pick DJ, but there's no, almost no chance that I pick any of the other three. I don't think that's the strategy I want to take this week. Yeah, I'm with you. This this kind of feels like a pass on this group for me. Yeah. Let's get them out of there. All right, we're going to we're going to cross the bracket. So I want to keep in mind here, this is not who DJ would face. We're just going to go in numerical order. Make sure to Google the actual bracket uh, to see because it's it's like a tournament. You know, one would play group 16 and vice versa. So this is across the page. Group two, Justin Thomas, Louis Oosthuizen, Kevin Kisner, and Matt Kuchar. A much more competitive group. Kisner's the champ. Oosthuizen's playing well, and he's got some match play pedigree. And then Justin Thomas is coming off an incredibly impressive players win. So tougher group, more reasonable options though, down the list. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, Kuchar is probably an X out in the, in this group. I know he has a good record here, but he just hasn't been playing well for an extended period of time. Um, JT, I mean, I don't know, you know, playing great, uh, obviously coming off the win. I think Kisner is going to be over-owned. He's not playing all that well really the sony was the only event where he had really good ball striking the finishes have not been good but he's got a great record here i i I think people are going to go to him uh more than they should just based on the record here uh for me i think usti is the most interesting one at 8100 uh good record here fifth ninth 17th and a runner up um and he's been playing consistent we know he's dangerous especially in big events i mean he's volatile he's hit or miss but like you said we kind of want to embrace a a little bit of that in in this event um so you know i i wouldn't mind jt but i think usti is the most interesting out of this group for me i'm with you so a couple things to like you've mentioned usti certainly shows up in the biggest moments the form has been good you talk about the withdraw but you get that out of there even at the players wasn't the best off the tee but everything else is good the putter has been on fire i mean i'm not going to say that's going to last but still like to see it The other thing to like, you have to think about this a lot this week, is the game theory aspect. If Usti advances, you are killing the Kisner people and you're killing the JT people. So you're getting a lot of people that are going to have other selections within the group. Um, That is something to keep in mind. No one's going to go to Kuchar, but for me, Louis appealing because you're really upping the leverage if he can get out of the group. Kisner is the champ. People look to this, think they overrate what that means. And then Justin Thomas is a phenomenal player. So uh, I get it. Not a tremendous strain on the pricing either. So that would be my pick for group two. Group three, where is group three? Bottom right. So this is Rom. He's in the bottom right corner. We've got Rom, his boy, Ryan Palmer, Shane Lowry, and Sebastian Munoz. If I'll just say this right now, Tim, if, if I'm paying up for someone, to me, it's Rom. I think he controls this group and does advance uh, to the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean, he's been great. Uh, the finishes have been great all year. The ball striking week in and week out has been really good. The, the format should obviously suit him well. Um, and I don't think the other guys are pushed over. I don't think the names look that great on paper, but Palmer has been up and down. Uh, but again, maybe that's something you might want to target. The ball striking has been good and bad, but if you get him on a hot week, um, he's viable. And Lowry, the putting has been awful, uh, but the ball striking, his last three events is really good. Plus 1.6 at Honda, plus 3.6 at the players, uh, plus 3.0 and a miscut at, at Bay Hill. Um, I don't mind him as kind of a dart throw as a guy who's striking it well, uh, shows up at big events, you know, won the WGC at Firestone, you know, uh, open champion. Um, but I'm with you, Rom. Rom looks really tough, but I wouldn't mind Lowry as, as kind of a dark horse pick. 
you're getting you're getting a nice salary there too. Again, you're you're gonna really need to have to find a couple of guys in the sevens and even maybe the sixes who you think can win a group. Uh, it's as simple as that. They're not going to be the favorite. They're going to be underdog. They're going to have to beat some guys that are better. Uh, Rom to me is just playing so solid. I think he's built for this type of environment. Just able to, you know, he's the type of guy he salvages holes that maybe he shouldn't have holes that maybe he shouldn't. And, and when he scores, he's going to be tough. So that is a guy though. I, I'll tell you what I clicked in at 10, seven immediately. You feel the, the strain of that. It, it is really hard to do that. Now, you know, if you tick one little tip that I think it, it's not a must, but like, if you pick Rom, I, I think you're kind of assuming that he makes a little run. So I would go to as far to say, I'm not sure I'd want anyone even in his round of 16 matchup in the, in the pod right above him, because you're allocating 10, seven. I don't think you're really asking him to just get out of his group and then get knocked out. So why have an extra bullet in that quadrant? Let him handle it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And I mean, I think there's people that would argue about how, how tedious you need to be with stuff like that. But, you know, even if the the odds of, of what, you know, you're predicting are super low, I, I, you just got to give yourself that out, I believe. No doubt. And I think where you gain, because Spencer, friend of the show, uh, Spencer, happy birthday, by the way. Um, always, you know, it has an element of, cross your fingers and pray. There's no doubt where you pick up this week is lineup construction. Let other people make mistakes that make no sense logically. And then you can say, all right, I I may be just spraying and praying here, but at least I've done it in a manner that if I get lucky, it will, it will work. Some people will have no chance because they just don't understand what they're doing. Yes. There will be a percentage of lineups that are just dead from the beginning because people just open the DraftKings app and make a lineup of six guys like they're making a lineup for, you know, the players or whatever. And I mean, the huge part of this is taking into account the bracket, the format, et cetera. Correct. Group four, bottom left. We've got Morikawa, Billy Ho, Max Homa, and JT Poston. To me, of the of the four groups we've already talked about, it's no disrespect to Morikawa, but I think he's much more live to not advance than the other three big guys. This to me is a wide open group. I I think I'm on a little bit uh, different page Ooh. than you. I like, I like Morikawa a lot. And I think some of it has to do with, I'm just really not impressed with the other three guys, not terrible names um, that they just don't scare me. Morikawa, the ball striking has been so good. 6.7, 11.8 and 8.7 in his last three starts. Uh, Two of them, not good finishes, 41st and 43rd. Obviously, the win at the other WGC. I like it. And I don't want to get too into, like, looking ahead. But even if you look ahead at the group that he would play, it's like Hovland, who isn't playing as well, and, like, three other guys that aren't that good. So, if, like, you you want to look at a pot of eight, I really like Morikawa, even if he advances to kind of go on uh, and look ahead. I I try not to get too much into that right now. But I, I like Morikawa. The other guys... Not terrible, but just Horschel, Homa, Poston, uh, you know, don't scare me too much. And, and the ball striking for Morikawa is phenomenal. I think it should be a good course for him. Now, he's not the strongest off the tee, not a Bryson type, but just the the irons have been so, so good with him. Um, and, of course, where I, I don't think you need to be long. Like I said, the format maybe rewards length a little bit more, but just the guy's throwing so many darts on a, on a short, shorter par 71. I think he's dangerous. Plus 125 for Morikawa to advance of the group, which, you know, again, that's not that much different than JT. Rom was minus 140. To me, Rom is the sole guy that I, if I could pick one guy to advance, it would be Rom. But that's neither here nor there. Fifth group on the docket. We've got, this is in Morikawa's section, but it's at the top. It is Bryson Fleetwood, Siwoo Kim, and somebody named Rosner. Uh, Don't actually don't know who that is. I assume that he will be low-owned. He's 6,200. Antoine Rosner from France. Good for him. He is the winner of the Qatar Masters. So he's got some some form coming in. What do you make of this group with Bryson and Fleetwood? So I think this is the most interesting group on the whole, on the whole board. Um, because Bryson, I mean, you could not think of a better format for him. Um, just unbelievably long off the tee. High variance, but the the big numbers if, if he comes across them aren't going to hurt as bad an eight and nine or a ten if we see him counting on the green again that's only going to be one lost hole 
Correct. Um, he's a good putter. He's a cerebral guy, which may or may not be important, but you know, there's a little bit more thought process, I believe involved in match play. Um, I, you know, it's just a great, great fit for him. So I like Bryson, but I mean, this is an interesting group because Siwoo Kim absolutely destroys Pete Dye courses. Um, and he had the win earlier this year and kind of fell off a little bit, but he bounced back really nicely at the players. He was plus 8.2 ball striking um, where he was ninth. Um, and he's another kind of like high variance guy where it's like, you don't know what you're going to get, but he could get hot in this format. Um, Fleetwood, I don't know. It's, he just doesn't seem like he's been as good lately. I know he has some decent finishes. Uh, Rosner, I don't know. What, the win in Qatar, I, I, I'm not really sure what all that means. But to me, it's it's Bryson or Siwoo. I, I think Bryson's super, super dangerous in this format. Um, wouldn't mind Siwoo as kind of a, a secondary pick. Bryson's just tough. Again, 10,900, but he's certainly got the upside to blow through the entire bracket. You're, you're upping your win equity if you click him in. Group six, Xander leads us off. Plus 130 for him. Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, and Andy Sullivan. I'll say it right now, I think Jason Day is the best value in this group. I think he can win the group. Uh, and you're saving some salary at 8400 I agree. Tough group with Xander and Scheffler. Uh, I think Sullivan's kind of a cross-off. The interesting thing for me with Day is the ball striking was really good at the players. And that's kind of one of the things that's been hit or miss with him. I know last year around the time of the U.S. Open, the ball striking was trending and it fell back off. We know about a short game, but he was plus seven uh, with the ball striking at the players. He's won this event twice. He won it here once. Uh, he won it out in the desert uh, when they played it in Arizona. Um, 8400 I, I agree. I love Day. I think he'll be popular, but I think the price is really good along with just, you know, kind of maybe more win equity than you would think for 8,400. Yeah. And listen, like I said, obviously we could sit here and talk about, well, Xander's the most likely to come out of the group, obviously, but you just can't take all the the guys that are favored in the betting markets. And for me, Day, as as a reasonable choice, technically he's the third guy in the group behind Scheffler and Xander. Uh, But in the betting market, he's kind of second to win the group. I think that's one we can take advantage of and kind of look to that. All right, group seven. Patrick Reed, Joaquin Neiman, Bezenhut, and Bubba. This is a group that I think clearly all four guys are very live to come out of the group. But how do you break down, uh, you know, Reed plus 130 leading us off? I think Reed's going to be overowned. I think there's this huge narrative that he loves match play. Um, but 9,600, he's not that cheap. I mean, he's been playing good. I just think people will. I think people think match play and they think Reed. Yeah, um, I like Neiman at flat eight. Uh, just playing good. The ball striking has been really good. T25 last week at Honda, but he gained almost eight strokes with the ball striking. Um, he was r- really good to start the year. I think the price is good at flat eight. Um, Bez, I'm just not a big, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to Bez. Uh, Bubba won this event in 2018. Volatile guy, but the game just hasn't seems to be there. Um, it just doesn't seem like the upside is there. It's like the volatility is great if there's a lot of high finishes mixed in, but we haven't really seen that either. So to me, it's Neiman. Uh, I think Reed's a little bit overpriced. I think he's going to be overowned. Yeah, listen, I'll throw my support by Neiman as well. Just Tita Green, fantastic. I believe he was on the President's Cup team, so he's got some experience in this. And listen, Patrick Reed's a very good player, but we're talking about the opportunity cost of clicking him in, you're probably not taking anyone above him. Uh, because if you take him and a Bryce and him and a Rom, it's almost impossible to build. So you're really going to need him to go deep if you do that. Group eight, halfway home here. This to me is the most interesting group in the entire thing, just because of the way it is. You've got all Europeans. You've got Ty Hatton, Lee Westwood, Sergio, and Matt Wallace. Uh, I think Sergio is going to be popular, but for me it is warranted. He is plus 200, so almost the co-favorite along with Hatton, and I think he's extremely live to come out of Group 8. Yeah, this is like a, a European Ryder Cup team really or something. Um, for me, it's either Hatton or Garcia. Um, I would lean to Sergio. The ball striking has been so, so good. He gained almost seven strokes ball striking at the players where he was ninth. He gained 10.4 at concession where he's 32nd. The putter is kind of always – 
the the question with him, he has good finishes uh, on the European Tour, 12th and a 6th in the Mideast. I I like him. Hatton, it's like, I, I don't know what to do with this guy. Every time I play him, I get him wrong. Every time I don't play him, he's finishing in like the top three. Um, he's advanced the last two times here, ninth and ninth. Um, I could see Hatton making a deep run and or winning easier, I guess, than Sergio. Um but I think he'll be kind of popular at 8,600. I, I, I still like Sergio. I'm a glutton for punishment. Both of those guys, I think, are going to hold appeal because you're getting a potential group winner, one of the favorites, for sub-9K. And with some of these groups, you don't have that luxury. You're either taking an underdog or you're paying for you know a, a complete stud in, in a premium way. This group is wide open for that. I also think Lee Westwood is one of the least likely people to win. No, no joke, not... He's been playing great. I just think he's kind of running on fumes here. And Matt Wallace has struggled. So to me, it really is kind of a two-man group that's appealing with 80X price tags. Group nine, Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, who is the betting favorite at plus 145. Matt Hughes, plus 500. Taylor Gooch, plus 430. Eh, I think Paul Casey makes a lot of sense. He's been playing great, 8,900. Or do you go to Webb just $200 more? Yeah, it's really Webb or Casey. Casey's just been better. He's been so good this year, so at least 2.5 ball striking in every start. Uh, 5th, 10th, 5th, 12th, 1st, 8th. That's a heck of a run of form. The price is pretty good. I like him. He'll be popular. Um, you know, Webb, I, I could see going there. He's kind of been a little bit hit or miss. But you think about him uh, at a peak. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He die track where he loves the, these types of courses. Um... In the really, besides off the tee, the rest of the game is really good approach and putter uh, could be dangerous, but I prefer Casey at 8,900. Yeah, I mean, he was someone, I mentioned it, he had four water balls at the players. He missed an 18-inch putt at the players. He still came in fifth. He's been playing fantastic. And I know that we're going to have to take some shots in some of these groups. Trying to be selective, though, Mackenzie Hughes and Taylor Gooch are just really not the guys that I'm I'm looking to go to. I want like crazy volatility and Gooch provides a little of that, but against Webb and Casey, they're so steady. I think that's really kind of a misguided strategy right now. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll see. You also can correlate skill sets as chat's talking about a little, like you want to go for these putters like Kisner. I get that in a couple groups, you want to go for ball strikers, certainly have that luxury with some of these guys, but uh, all right. Group 10. Patrick Cantlay. This is a this is a weird group. Patrick Cantlay, Hideki, Carlos Ortiz, and Brian Harmon. Is this a group where maybe you look to someone as a, a big upset, considering Cantlay's not playing well and Decky is Decky? I just I just don't like this group. I mean, Cantlay is playing good outside of the miscut at the players. Decky, not a big fan of. Honestly, this whole group is, is kind of a pass for me. I, mean, I think it's a toss up if you wanted to go somewhere else, but I, I just think there's places that I would rather take a shot with. I mean, Cantley just is, is, is priced kind of in no man's land 90. He's a good player, but 9,800, a little expensive. I, I just don't have as much faith in him. This is not a group I like at all. So just to clarify, not clarify, but just to give some more context, this group will play the winner of Patrick Reed's group. So it's a pretty wide open little bracket there. Cause I think Neiman could come out of there. I think of course Reed could, Somebody's going to make a run. I do think that you could go to like a Brian Harmon here, who is someone who can really get going with the putter. You're saving a ton of salary. He's 7,200. You're going to need to, of course, run hot, but anyone in the low sevens, you're going to need to run hot. He was really good at the players, but he's a noted putting specialist. You need that putter to cooperate here. Even Carlos Ortiz, like I think this is a pretty wide open group, particularly if if you can – you know, Dodge Cantley, who is the favorite for a reason, but the betting market has it somewhat wide open and that is kind of appealing. All right. Group 11, you know, we're going to get through these groups. We're going to summarize them. We're going to do some special things at the end of the show. So stay tuned.
And actually, before I say group 11, chat, it's good to see everybody. As I say, I always ask for likes, but also subscribe to the channel. We have so much going on. I hope you guys have been watching the college basketball shows with me and Matt G. We've had a blast breaking down the bracket, giving some bets. They've been going well. Hopefully we can keep that going next week. So if you hit that subscription button and the notification bell, you will know when we go live. We've got the NBA. We've got baseball. We've got everything you guys need here at Awesome O. Group 11 is Rory. Rory is plus 120 to advance. He's going to have to beat Cam Smith, Lanto, and Ian Poulter, who is another guy that I think people, I don't want to say overrate. He's just a match play guy. People talk about that a lot. Where do you have Rory, who's coming off clearly another struggle at the players? Yeah, struggle at the players, but, you know, that's a course that, you know, even though he's won there, it's it's just not the ideal course for him. And it's a course that there's just a lot of volatility and, inv- and variance involved anyway. So I'll try not to make too much of the miscut, but we kind of have talked about him just not quite being at his best for almost a whole year now. This, to me, is kind of a sneaky, tough group. Cam Smith, I don't love the price at 8500 but he's just a scrappy guy. Um you know, he's going to he's going to make pars and, and get in and out of trouble, um, which can be valuable in this format, kind of not losing holes. Um, but I don't know, man. Lanto Griffin at sixty nine hundred has been playing really, really well. Positive ball striking in five straight events. And that's usually like not his M.O. I know last year he played well. Um had a lot of good finishes, but the numbers behind those finishes were not good, which is why I, I really didn't like him. I really didn't play him, but the ball striking has come around. Um, I I, I kind of like him as a dark horse at 6,900. This is a group that, as much as I love Rory, clearly you can look to these other guys. I mean, you can take Poulter just on the pedigree of he knows what he's doing. Lanto, to me, is playing phenomenal. You've already summarized that he's a putting specialist who's really found form tee to green. Now, this is a big step up, but you know what? All it takes, uh, you know, it, it's three matches. If you can steal a couple and, and somehow, you know, even get a tie or something with Rory, like you just need to try to hang in there. Uh, it's not bad. I, I will say, I mean, you can definitely go to him and he's sub 7K, so that helps. But plus 450 in the betting market, also really appealing to me with Lanto. That's that's worth a play, even though, of course, Rory probably comes out. But that's, we know that. That's not what we're talking about. It's Is, is, is Lanto you know, better than plus 450, I would say yes. All right. Yeah, I, I think one of the things with Lanto is the, the name recognition just isn't there. But if you look at everything on paper, it, it's really, really good. But it's just like, I, I don't think the name Lanto jumps off at people, which is why he's not getting much respect in the betting market, etc. But uh, it, it's impressive. The numbers have been really impressive. Group 12, Tony Finau, Jason Kokrak, Will Z. And Dylan Fratelli, uh, boy, this is a group that I, I do think is wide open. Finau's plus 135, but I, I think you can make a real case for all four, including Fratelli. Yeah, this is a wild, wild group. Um, you know, Fratelli is the only one that's really not playing well, but he's a he's an Austin guy, right? He went to he, UT. He went to UT, uh, and as you know, he doesn't play well, and then it just like wildly turns it on. Right. Almost, almost meaningless. I, I really think you could play all these guys. I mean, Finau, fantastic. The price is good. Will Z price is good. Big step up, but the ball striking is great. I, I think my favorite play though is Kokrak, who is absolutely striping the ball. Uh, the finishes have been good. Nine, eighth and ninth. The ball striking has been great. Seven and a half, 6.2, 3.6. Uh, I, I like the price. I, I really like Kokrak. I, I think his just kind of volatile style you know, could, could work in this event. Um, but it's a tough group. Good price on, on Kokrak as well. He would face, but again, this is what you're willing to do. If you get Kokrak through, you've done your job. Now he would probably have to face Bryson, um, or whoever wins, maybe Siwoo or Fleetwood, but you can live with that more than paying the premium. Because if you, if your punt guy gets there, you've kind of done your job, even if it's in the final 16. So, uh, I like Kokrak. I I'm going to roll the dice and try to save some money in that group if I go there. Don't mind Finau, but it's just, again, you have to find it somewhere, and I think that's a good one. Group 13, Hovland, Answer, Weisberger, and Streelman, who I was kind of surprised was in this. Uh, you mentioned at the top of the show, Hovland came to mind when you said, like, he scores. He's just a scorer, and I think in this format, that can really help him. 
Yeah, yeah. Should be a great, great format for him. My only question on him was he was playing so, so well in the last two events, kind of fell off, uh, miscut at the players, uh, negative ball striking at, at uh, Bay Hill where he was T49, and the negative ball striking is, like, shocking for him. Um, but, you know, making a few mistakes isn't going to kill him here. He's super aggressive. I mean, the guy has more, like, six-foot eagle putts than I think any any player I've ever seen. From, like, 230 to 250, he just, like, is lethal. Um, but, you know, a little concerning that he hasn't played well the last two events. I think answer is really interesting. He was T22 at the players, but the ball striking was really good. Gained seven and a half uh, there. Uh, 18th, the start before that, I don't mind him. Uh, Wiesberger and Streelman are X-offs for me. Yeah, this is a two-man group for me. And one there, you know, I think it's in line. Eileen Hovland, if I need savings, I wouldn't mind clicking an answer. And that's that's what's weird about this week. And I know it may sound funny to say this, but you have to kind of embrace that. Like, I'm going to play Hovland and in other groups, I'm going to play answer. And I think that's just that's just the way it is. You know, they can't coexist. So they're not going to be in the same lineup. But you have to acknowledge that if you can if you can shrink these groups to three or two in some cases. And if you get those fades right, that's how you kind of have to, you know, shrink the bracket to 48 players and have some groups with four, some groups with three, and maybe a couple with two and then build. Now you may get it wrong, but if you can survive those, that is how I think you could be really effective. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, good luck doing that here. Group 14, Burger English, Brendan Todd and EVR. I'm amazed that someone has to, by the rules, win this group. Uh, I don't know. Burger's hurt, but he's back now. His ribs, I guess, are better. What do you make of this? This is a messy group. Yeah, it is. It's really, really bad group. Um, you know, I mean, Burger's been great. The course fit should be great. The concern is though that he's injured, which is weird to me because he was really good at the players. He was ninth. The ball striking was great. And then it's like he he's hurt us. So I'm not sure what's going on there. It's an ugly group. I wouldn't mind just skipping that whole thing. The thing is, is somebody has to come out of this group. So if Berger really is injured, uh, Brendan Todd and Van Ruin are kind of cross-offs for me. Harris English was a lot better. Uh, you know, he started off the year with the win at Tournament of Champions and kind of fell off, but he was 26 at API. Ball striking was good. I, I could make a case for him just by Berger being injured and Todd and Van Roon being terrible, but I, I don't like any of these guys. So the good thing for me is this group plays the winner of the Rom group. And if you take Rom, I don't think you would want anyone from this group. And I don't want anyone from this group. So on those lineups, I don't have to worry about it. But, you know, it is a wide open group. And anytime you have that here, you have to at least take a look. Two groups left. Then we're going to get into some some betting and conceptual talks. Group 15, Fitzy. Spieth is the favorite, though. Uh, Wolf. And Corey Connors. To me, this is a group where all four guys definitely could come out. Very, very interesting group. Uh, biggest question mark, red flag would be Wolf. We don't really know what's going on with him. Hasn't been good. But if he's fine, if he's you know playing like we know he can, he's obviously dangerous. I, I don't think I'll be playing him just because I think this is a really strong group and he's got a lot of kind of question marks, red flags. Fitzy's been awesome. Ninth, 10th, 11th, 5th in his last four starts. Connors is going to just absolutely stripe it almost every time out, plus 7.1, plus 8.5 in his last two events. And, I mean, Spieth is, is back. I know the finish at, at the players was not good, but the ball striking was was stellar, and that's the thing that we always worry about, gained 7.7, uh, gained 5.2 the week before. I, I, I really like Spieth a lot, but this is a really tough group, and I think you have to kind of think about the salary that you're spending – and then what you're running up against in the other, like a lot of it for me is like, okay, well, who, who is in this group and how easy of a chance do I think they have to advance? I love speed. I think he's playing good. I think the course is great, but to me, it's like Connors and Fitzy kind of scare me. I, I think there's maybe easier paths in, in some of these other groups. You're also paying $9,300 for speed and he is not seed wise. He is not the highest seed. And like, most of the other groups are correlated like that. I don't know. Um, 
it's a little tricky. He's actually the lowest seed. So when you think about that, his, his group is naturally stronger because if you took all the last man in, in every group, I think it's pretty clear that Spieth would be the best. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, there, there's just a lot to think. I love, I just love this event. There's so much more to think about than in normal weeks. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Wolf either. Um, good luck with that. It's, it's very complicated, very difficult one, probably going to him and Connors. Eh. Could win it. I'm going to probably look to Spieth and Fitzy if I go there. All right, last group, and then we're going to talk about betting because this this event, more than any, is tied to the betting market more and more. Like When you look at the odds to win the group, that is literally the odds of basically getting a guy through with a six of six in mind. Like You need to hit those type of bets, and that's what we're going to explore next. But this is the one. This group would play DJ, so... Buyer beware if you think DJ gets through. Sanjay M, Victor Perez, Leishman, and Henley. Wide open group. Sanjay M is the one of the lowest, if not the lowest, quote unquote, favorites of a group. I don't know what is the things are going to go one of two ways with Sanjay M. Either the approach game is going to come around and he's going to win like seven tournaments in a row, or he's going to come crashing down to earth and these good finishes are going to go away quickly because he's losing. Big on the approach almost every week, negative 3.2 last week, but he was eighth. And I mean, he's lost like something like 11 strokes on approach in like his last four events. Uh, the finishes have been good, but that absolutely, it scares the crap out of me. So I don't have any interest in him. Uh, this is, this whole group is probably just a fade for me. I mean, Victor Perez at 6,600, I think has some appeal just because I don't love the group. He's cheap. And we've seen him kind of play well. He was he was really good at the players. Um, Leishman doesn't do it for me. Henley is interesting because he played well. I think the course fit could be good. So probably a pass for me or maybe just kind of taking a flyer, a salary saver on Victor Perez because it's a weak group. Yeah, I, this is one, again, you, you're kind of – you have to think what you're going to do with DJ. Certainly, I don't think it's wise to play anyone in this group if you play Dustin. Um, that just doesn't make a lot of sense for me. If you think he gets knocked out, well, the path would be very easy because if it's not DJ, the winner of this group plays either Kevin Na, Bobby Mack, or Adam Long. That's not bad. That's a pretty good run to the quarterfinals from the round of 16 for any of these four guys. So those are the puzzle pieces you have to make. It's amazing. Every time we do this, and, and not that I've done a ton of these shows over the years, I'm always like, ah, God, this is going to be, it's so fast. I could talk for hours about the strategy behind this. It, the golfers are secondary. How you do it, moving the puzzle pieces is really first. And I, I love that about this tournament. It really is. And it's honestly the one thing that's lacking in PGA DFS on a, on a weekly basis. I mean, I, I love, I play the other sports and it's like, I love stacking in baseball or yeah. playing line mates in, in NHL and football, or, you know, bringing it back and stacking. It's, it's, it, I think it adds to a lot of the lineup building process. And that's kind of like the one thing that we're missing in PGA, but we get it this week. So we do. And let's go to the betting side of things. You know, normally me and Josh Engelman, we do our contenders video, but since the golf locks on Wednesday mornings, we didn't have time to do that. So me and Tim are going to talk a little about our picks. We're going to do some things. We're going to pick some winners. Uh, Tim, you used to give like a mortal lock of the week. You haven't been doing that though. What do you make of an event like this? Do you like to bet something like this? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a little bit more fun. I, I I like it because it feels like the there's a lot more drama in the first couple rounds, the first couple days of the event. I liked it better when it was just straight knockout, uh, you know, one through sixty four like the NCAA tournament. But uh, yeah, the 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 mortal lock whale play picks just haven't haven't been hitting at a, at a high rate lately. Well, don't worry. Look who decided to to stop in. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Oh, see, uh, this guy knows how to pick a winner. I yeah, do. Kevin, I got another started... one right last week. Look at us. When you're there good, you go. you're good, man. When you're good, you're good. Uh, when you're John, good, you're good. Huh. again, top twenty. Jenny, Stuck in the yeah. door. Uh, in the door. Good for you. Well, that means that you're going to lead off this. We're going to go uh, around the horn here and, and just talk about a couple guys. Go ahead. You have yes. the honors. Sure. So this is not 
like the betting video that we normally do in that <laughs> we pick winners I, it will sure exactly i like the confidence level here is so small anybody just getting out of the group is less than a 50 50 proposition or at least pretty close to it so i don't feel very comfortable about this at all i'm going to go with the first line that i saw and again shop around uh, a little hard to shop around on this one it's become uh, finding this stuff you really need to do a little bit of additional manual labor unfortunately Plus 115 for Bryson to win group five. I just think he's significantly better than everybody else there. I don't know what an Antoine Rosner is. Uh, So it's basically like a a three-man group as far as I'm concerned. And because Bryson is so variable, I think that plays into his style here perfectly. He could let it rip. And the worst case scenario is he loses that hole. So I'm going to my man Bryson, group five, plus 115 is what I see right now. Hopefully he can find something better. I'm going the other way. I'm just picking a straight winner. I don't care about these groups. Jason Day, 45 to 1 to win this event. He is playing a lot better than the stat show. Tim talked about this earlier in the show. He's finally figured out the ball striking. He's just not putting at all. At the players, he lost seven and a half strokes putting, and he came in 35th. His group, like most groups, is going to be difficult. But if you get a guy like that, if he fixes the putter, Watch out. He's got to get past Xander, Scotty Scheffler, and Sullivan. If he does that, the sky's the limit. 45 to 1 in this type of format. Uh, I'm more than happy to take a splash with Jason Day. I feel like I need to get a winner on the board here yeah, to, to kind of catch up with you guys. So I'm not, you know, normally I would go like Rosner at like plus <laughs> like 500 to 1 to win the whole thing. Not we're to not going to lose go a there. match. We, we're we're going with Lanto at plus three seventy five to advance. I, I really I like him a lot. I you know we kind of laid it out. The numbers are good. The finishes are good. Um, not entirely sold on Rory. He's great, but he just hasn't quite been a, a, as good as as he was maybe last year or prior to that. Just something seems like it's missing with him. So I like Lanto plus three seventy five to advance. I got good news for you. Uh, I got Lanto plus four fifty for you. Well, that's see, that's even better. There you go. And that's why you want to shop around oddshopper.awesomeo.com. This tournament's a little wacky, but in general, you want to go there. You want to get those lines because it makes all the difference. You know, as me, Tim and Josh have always preached. Boy, just looking at some of these groups, though, it is really difficult. I I mean, you just gave a group winner with Bryce and Josh. Do you have an outright potential? Not really. I tried looking through it and I just couldn't. Uh, It seemed a lot easier to just pick off some of the group lines that I thought were a little bit odd and maybe try to get in on it after this first set of groups is done. It just, I tried looking at Bryson. It didn't seem like there was enough value in that number. I didn't really see much at all in any of the guys from the, at the top piece of this. I don't feel comfortable. I mean, to me, this tournament is a true crapshoot. Like, I don't know, it's like what, five to 7% anybody has to actually win it. Uh, no, everything that I looked at so far was just simply groups. I went a little long on one of them, so it's not totally crazy, but everything is just group-based for me. Where's Rosner's odds? Yeah, buck 75 to one. Don't think that's the... What about Sergio, Tim? 45 to one? I mean, I yes, but that's the bet that I make literally every week, <laughs> and it just never it never comes around. He just never gets over the hump. He did that one week. Remember when we got off? What was that last year? I feel like it was I, – I got off of him. Yeah, we, I think he probably stayed on him. I hung on. I didn't bet him, though, and that was – we had talked. He had lost strokes putting legitimately in, like – it was something ridiculous, and then he just breezed through uh, – what, 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 I think it was one of the swing events. Safeway, maybe? Sanderson Farms? Yep, Sanderson Farms, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so – that's Come on, the man, you should know that off the top of your head. You know, my Sanderson Farm game is just not, not up to speed. But I do think you got to have to look at that. Of course, betting the groups and, and shopping, that is a much more reasonable endeavor. If you're looking to cash some tickets, you know, if you're putting a bet on a group, naturally you're going to have a better shot. But if you think a guy has a good path without, you know, massive opportunity cost, I don't mind taking a couple outrights. It is a different format, though, as Josh talked about. Am I up for another one of these things? Yo, you got another before we, we got a couple minutes. I got three. Oh, we got to be out of 255. All right. I'm going to hit two quick things. I like Kevin Streelman plus 470 to win group 13. Uh, I know you're shaking your head right now. That seems like the flattest 
group to me. So that is where I'm looking at sort of a long shot. Ty Hatton, plus 170 to win group eight. I know you were going to talk a little bit about Sergio winning that group. I don't need that. So you and I head to head in that one. But I got to hit on what I think is the best bet on uh, that I saw. This is I don't know if I'm allowed to say these things on the show. So Schmorchmuck, if anybody could read into that one, uh, that is where you can find this line. To reach the final, I want to take the odds-on favorite to reach the final. Do you know who that person is? Rom. The odds-on favorite to reach the final per Schmandul Schmortz book is Brendan Todd at plus 600. I don't, I don't really want to take him. I think that's just hilarious. Yeah, look it up. That, that can't be right. Brendan Todd is plus 600, DJ plus 650, Rom plus 650. I think they might have lost a one or a two with a, a I, I think number so. there. But uh, just in case anybody is listening to me, don't go do that. That number sucks. No, don't do that. But it's it just really, it's a different type of week. I think that's what we're all kind of saying in our, yeah. in our own words. Uh, you know, but Josh, you got a lot on the board. Tim, any, anything else before we duck on out of here? What's the best number you can get on Siwoo to win this thing? Siwoo, let's take a look here. Siwoo Kim, eighty to one. I, I don't mind it. He, I, I really don't. He played so well at the players, destroys the die tracks, and is very hot or cold, which could be huge in this format. And he's a winner. Like you, you say what you want about Siwoo, he wins more than his fair share. He's got the Kevin Na, Kisner to me is in that bucket as well. Those guys win more events than probably their top 20 distribution whereas tony finau as we all know maybe on the other side of that scale we gotta uh you're wasting your money there man i gave you bryson to win that group already no get out of there with that siwoo stuff bryson good luck building with him we'll talk about that later but if you have any questions if you guys have more you might say the tournament locks tomorrow this is it that is not true me and Jason Roslin are going actually live before lock tomorrow morning. So if you're up building your lineups, hop on in. We will be on right before the tournament from nine to 10, right before the NBA show. We're going to get lineup construction. We're going to talk about these pods in depth and talk about how we're really building. So that is something you don't want to miss. Nightbot says sign up for the March Madness DFS package. That is something you should also do in your spare time. No reason not to do that, but we're going to bounce on out of here. NHL coming up next. Normally I'd say thanks to Josh behind the glass, but just thanks to Josh for coming on in. Good to see fantasy golf, man, Tim. It's nice to have you back in business. The dogs are here. On that note, let's get out of here. Dog is going berserk. Catch you tomorrow. (laughs) Man, the dogs.